Hello and welcome to Legal Minds Unplugged, a podcast brought to you by the Bar Association of San Francisco. We have conversations with legal professionals diving deep into their personal story, careers, highs and lows, and advice on how to balance work and personal life. I'm your host, Justin Bauer. I'm your host, David Coy. And today we're exploring networking. Networking is such a weird subject and I'm such, I'm so glad we're dedicating an episode to just talking about networking because there's so much to it. And I'm so glad that we are able to have our first guest talk about it. We're excited to introduce author Kathleen Woods, who wrote an article on networking in the hybrid era for San Francisco Attorney Magazine. She regularly contributes to San Francisco Attorney Magazine and recently uh, released a book in 2023, The Mother of All Dilemmas, which was recognized by Katie Kirk Media as part of their 37 life-changing books you won't be able to put down. We dive deep talking about her book, why she wrote it, her personal story, not to mention her super cool job before working for Bassif, um, writing for Disney, which was so much fun to talk about. She helps us go through really what the challenges and opportunities there are in networking in the hybrid era, because there are people that need to kind of dust off their business cards, maybe get a little practice and get back out there to uh, students today who uh, spent their whole uh, time in law school online and have asked us, well, how do you network today? Awesome. Let's get into it. Welcome our very first guest on the podcast, Kathy Woods. Great. Cool. Well, welcome to the first episode. Yeah, this is exciting. Thank you. This is the very first- Pleasure to be here. The very first podcast by Bassett. Very first episode of Legal Minds Unplugged. We're excited yeah. to do it. Well, and it's nice to talk about such a <laughs> kind of a subject that's going to be a little lighter, very valuable, I think, to a national audience as well. I'm so excited to talk about networking yeah, because it's such a weird thing yeah. in general, we'll in my opinion. As yeah. someone who gets very socially anxious, it's a very, oh, yeah. uh, it's it's a weird all thing. Of us, no one's comfortable doing this. Yeah, yeah. no one's comfortable <laughs> doing this. And that's what I was thinking about that last night of like, we talk about, oh, it's so uncomfortable walking into this room and having, you know what? Nobody else in the room there loves it. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So exactly. let's do ourselves a favor and just let ourselves <laughs> relax and enjoy a little bit. Get past that. Well, it's the, for our kind of, you know, what I wrote for our, our intro, it's one of those you know, you've gotten your name tag. Well, now what? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a, it's this moment of like, what do I do? And you real and you forget your social skills too, in a way. You're in an environment where, depending on what you're doing, you're in an environment where you don't know who these people are. But there's this, you know, you want to talk, you want to get to know these people. They want to get to know you. But there's these almost unspoken rules. There's these there's ways to go about it that you don't want to be. It's like dating. You don't want to come across too forward, but also right. you want to be interested in, in them and what they're saying. You also want to share your opinion. So like, it's a weird dance. Can take It is like dating. And I, I would say, you know, I think sometimes people think is you just walk into this room and so much of the success from what I've heard and learned is going in a little bit prepared. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if we're going to use the dating analogy, you probably know a little something about this person. You know, what did you learn on your if you met online, yeah. how did you connect with your interests or the friend who set you up? Why did you set me up with this so, person? Why are we a match? Why are, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why are how, we do you, match? how do you know the person who introduced us? Yeah. So yeah. you got to you got to go in having done a little bit of homework. You added me on LinkedIn. Stalker. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> You saw you looked at my profile on LinkedIn, but you didn't add me. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll get into that. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, as a as in why we're talking to you about networking specifically is because you wrote an amazing article about the subject. Fantastic. Um, the title of the article is "Tips for Refreshing Your Networking Skills." It was really interesting, and it was so 
summarize it was summarized so well and like it was broken down so well easy to read so it was it's a great article people should check it out yeah well and so um the history of networking is kind of interesting <laughs> because uh, it comes from the Great Depression. Dale Carnegie writes how to win friends and influence people. Um, and so that starts this idea of networking. What did mm -hmm. you kind of learn about that? That's that's kind of that's the lead of your article. Well, the book is uh, let me take a step back and say that whenever I start an article, this is when I call my networking skills in because. Frequently what happens is I get assigned a topic that I know nothing about. And before I go interview the experts, I start calling some of the people who I know, educate me. What are the questions I need to be asking? And the things that I don't understand, those are going to form my questions that I'm going to ask people I actually interview, including for this article on networking. Mm -hmm. Who are the really, really great networkers that you know? I want to talk to those people. And so it's, you know, introduction upon introduction, et cetera. Dale Carnegie, I have to say, I'm going to totally date myself, but back in the day when I was coming out of college and starting a professional career, that was the book that everybody got. And, and it was written in the 1930s, I think, 36. Um, you know, I got it from my dad. It was on his bookshelf. He was a stockbroker. He was a salesman. Mm. In essence, we're all salespeople. We're selling our skills. We're selling our services, right? And so it was these, these were the common sense, basic tips of how to introduce yourself and make these connections in an organic and successful way. One of the women I quoted in the article said, you know, if you're not turning this into clients and into business and money, you got to pivot. And right. that's part of it too. And so that's when I start thinking about, well, how do I advise the 21st century people coming out of COVID? Where do I start? Well, What's, what's this book? Is this book still out there? And sure enough, they had just done a new release. <laughs> and it's and all those great pieces of advice about listening and smiling. That was one yeah. thing that I hadn't even thought about. Body language in sense. general. Practice smiling. <laughs> yeah. If, you yeah. if you've been living in your house in your home office for the last four years, we're out of practice. So yeah. stand in front of the mirror. It sounds so silly, but it helped because <laughs> then when you're put in that position, you're already doing it. I love the image of a bunch of just standing in front of your mirror, just smiling, trying to figure That's it right. out. And, and but it's, it's normal. yeah, because yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's right. Because people, especially working from home, you're just at home grimacing over your laptop. Yeah. And like, you don't really think about what you are presenting to the world. Right. Until, right. Or in know. my world, I, I always say when I talk to the dog and expect him to answer yeah. back, I need to get out among people again. <laughs> <laughs> or just bring your dog with you. Yeah, or bring your well, dog with you. He would be a great icebreaker, actually. <laughs> exactly. That is how you make friends and influence That's people really is with true. a dog. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Well, and, and kind of taking that practice, because then you can notice little things of, gosh, oh, I need to pull my shoulders back. Or, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. giving off body language that uh, doesn't make me approachable when mm -hmm. I want to meet people and, you know, to get to know them. And, you know, I'm curious about other people and want yeah. to get to know them. And so the smiling thing, I heard that when I was in college, I heard that it was like, oh, you want to smile without looking weird. Like you don't want to look like the Joker, but <laughs> um, smiling and then having your why your eyes open more and you just appear more friendly. Mm -hmm. And I heard that in college and I took that to heart. So I was like, anytime I'm introducing myself to someone, first time I meet someone or any sort of networking or social event, I'm now it's become habit to where my eyes open up a little bit. Yeah. I try to have a little smile just to come across as friendlier and, and to come across as less intimidating or, um, you know, cause for me personally, I'm kind of, I'm tall, I'm big. 
And, you know, I, if I walk up to someone, I could scare them. <laughs> Same. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to be up here friendly and, and like, don't worry, I'm fine. It's okay. I'm not well, attacking and you. And <laughs> make a point, too, with the eyes, eye contact. I contact it's still too, yeah. surprising to me. I mean, I haven't shaken a lot of hands in the last few years. <laughs> yeah. But when you do, it's interesting to know, is that person making eye contact with you as you shake the hand? Are they looking over your shoulder to see if there's somebody better they want to talk That's to? Right. That one makes Oof. me crazy. I went oh. there and so, waving at someone when they're waving to right. someone behind So you me. want to be present <laughs> with that person as That's well. Right. Yeah. Well, and uh, I remember a, a tip I learned from job interviewing uh, early on as a teenager. If you're uncomfortable looking at so someone in the eyes, look at the tip of their nose. Yep. Because that is a way that you can still connect with them and you are being able to. The tip of the nose, and I, I would go middle of the eyes, middle like between the, the eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Up to the third eye. The third eye. Yeah. Good tip. I'm going to practice that one. Add that to my repertoire. Well, great. Well, let's just start with kind of what is networking? I think that's as we're talking about this, really, what is networking? It's yeah. as I've tried to come up with an idea of kind of how can we sum it up in a sentence that it's not just you know, people with name tags, drinking wine that they mm-hmm. kind of wouldn't drink at home. You know, it's, uh, you know, I, I, what I've kind of come up with is, you know, connecting with peers to spark new opportunities. You know, I think it's the magic and promise of opportunity. Yeah. Granted, that doesn't, you know, uh, being in just kind of a room talking is not as romantic as that idea. <laughs> so I think I would yeah. expand upon that. You yeah. said peers for starter. And I think one of the really interesting tips is you never know what someone's Rolodex looks like. Up, down, and where is that person who's answering the phones today? Where are they going to be 20 years from now? So all of the everyone you meet is an opportunity to network. And the other point I think is so interesting is that it isn't, to me, it isn't just about getting a job or building a client. It could be finding a mentor. It could be professional, professional or personal relationships. You need some life advice. You might talk to someone you met who you recall, hey, they went through this or they have some experience here. I'm going to come back to what I think it isn't in a second. But I, in talking to people, what I understand about networking or how I understand is making real connections with people. And it's not just what can you do for me? It's more what can I do for you? Right. It's, it has to be a give and take. Yeah. And it, and that's part of the fun is the opportunities to help somebody else rise up in whatever area they need help. I love, I can't tell you how many emails I write that say, you two people need to know each other. Right. <laughs> here's why, here's a little bit about each of you. And this is why I think you should know each other. It's up to you to get to take the conversation to the next step. But it's really fun to do that. And it comes back. That's a great perspective to have because I've I've talked to people about networking in general. A friend of mine who's particularly cynical, he's okay. he's he, you know he'll he'll say something like networking is so um, from his perspective is like it's kind of weird and gross because you're almost going you're going to talk to somebody and you're not really interested in what they have to say. You're interested in what they can do for you, and like that's a really cynical way of looking at it. But your perspective, which is a way I feel like people should go about life in general, which is like what can I do for other people, and that circles back around eventually yeah. so that's a great yeah. perspective well, i hope i hope that person's listening today <laughs> get some inspiration on how they can do things differently differently i will say and and uh, i did talk to a couple of people ahead of this interview because i wanted to get a perspective on what is business networking like today has it changed in the last 20 years what's different and i think one of the big distinctions networking is not amassing influencers 
Right. It's mm. not social media. And I think we're getting we're blurring the lines yeah. a little bit. And that's unfortunate. There certainly there's a place to have followers depending on your business and what you're doing. But networking is about those connections. It's about quality over quantity. It's about building friendships and relationships that you can call upon and hopefully they can call upon you. And I think that's a, a distinction that we need to be really clear about in this day and age. That's right, because it's as you mentioned earlier, you don't know who knows who. And, right. you know, uh, we are such, uh, you know, uh, and especially in the legal field and for people who want to become judges, want to kind of move in these places, your reputation precedes you. But also when you are considered for these uh, positions, you are, they will ask all these people, they will ask dozens of people about your work ethic, your character, yeah. how you are as a team player. And so, it is one of those when you are in that room with a group of people to quote Ted Lasso, be curious, not judgmental. Yes. Yeah. Yes. A great line. Everyone should watch Ted Lasso. Yeah. I'm just going to buy that. <laughs> a lot of life lessons. Right? <laughs> so one of the things we wanted to talk to, and then you, you touch about in the article, of course, mm -hmm. but we'd love, I'm sure people who are like me, I'm going to use myself as an example with this, right? Because despite my career choice, <laughs> I'm extremely shy around people. And I get anxious around people and I, I overanalyze. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm almost, um, I'm hyper practical. Like I will shake my hand like this. I will put my face like this. Mm -hmm. I will say this. So like for someone like that, like what's, what in your opinion, what would, what advice would you have? What are practical steps people can take to network better without coming across one like a robot <laughs> or just as a weirdo. <laughs> oh, I think we all need to be a little gentle with ourselves. That's, that's the start. Yeah, I 100%. love that you are figuring out techniques that can help you mm -hmm. and, and practices, and that's good. I think one of my favorites is find a wingman. Love it. You know, and I, I will use as an example, as, as you know, my husband is a judge, and uh, I go to a lot of events with judges, like the Meet the Judges events. Well, I'm here to tell you that most of the judges I know are total introverts. Yeah, I bet. And I'll be in this big group and there's these, these young attorneys and they're kind of clumped together in one group. And then there's the judges and they're all in their little comfort zone. And it's like, we are missing the point here, people. Exactly. <laughs> and I'll go over to the young group, young group. I'm sorry, I can say that. I'm old enough to say that. Uh, and say, which judges have you met? Who do you want to meet? And I'll walk them over. I'll get to know, I'll ask. I mean, I'm going to ask you questions. I'm going to get to know you a little bit first. And then I'm going to try to introduce you to some of these people because that's the whole point. And you can do this if you go to a networking event with a friend or a colleague and kind of take turns, look around the room. If you see some, you know, okay, I'm going to introduce you to this person. And that sort of facilitates the conversation. Hey, I don't know if you know this, but you're both interested in historical fiction. Making that up. Um, <laughs> you know, did you, bo you both went to Stanford, mm -hmm. right. you know, I, I, I can't tell you a bunch of emails all end, even when I'm, interviewing people for articles. And mm -hmm. if I noticed on LinkedIn, they went to UCLA and every single one go Bruins. Love it. There it's you go. a connection. Yeah, it's a small exactly. little connection, but it's a starting place. Exactly. Okay. So find a friend who's as equally as uncomfortable as you are, yeah. <laughs> or maybe someone who's a little more comfortable mm -hmm. and say, Hey, let's be, we'll just take turns. Yeah, that's right. You know, and, and then you kind of buck each other up too. Right. That's right. Well, it's, it's, when he's talked about two groups uh, in the same room, I just instantly thought of a middle school dance, you know, oh, with yeah, a right. man, you know, <laughs> yeah. you can be the party starter. So as it is, exactly. and to help, help the group, group connect. Yeah. It's weird how everything stems back to something like a middle school dance. 
Because it's all the same, really. It is. It's all those same insecurities and discomforts. Yeah. And that's why we are trying to figure all this out. Like, oh, okay, we got to get over this. <laughs> that's another thing that helps me if I'm around people who I, you know, it, it, it alleviates me. It alleviates some of my anxiety to know like, you know, we're all just people. Everyone has their insecurities. Everyone in, in their mind is 13 still. Yeah. Everyone's still trying to figure themselves out. So like taking that perspective in a situation, especially if you're networking an event where there's like a bunch of judges, obviously it's there's a lot of pressure and it's intimidating. Sure. And it helps to be like, they're just people. They, they are. Yeah. They're really good people with really <laughs> interesting lives. Yeah. You bring up another point too. I mean, I think we all have this perception of the networking event. Right. It's this big gathering and everybody's yeah. got a drink in their hand and they've got a nice little name tag. Networking can happen anytime, any place. And one of the things I think we talked about, David, is, is how do you practice? How do you get these yeah. muscles going? Start practicing networking in a place where you're really comfortable. Are you in a basketball league? Get to know the other players on your team. Get to know the players on the opposing team. Get to know the umpire. Umpire. Yeah. Do they call it the umpire? Umpire. Wrong sport. Umpire. Referee. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> <you>. Referee. <laughs> Don't record that. Yeah. Um, you know, I was thinking, you know, you go to a regular class at your gym. Mm -hmm. Introduce yourself to the person at the mat next to you. Start there. Start in a place where you're in your comfort zone. You're doing something you already know and just practice talking to people. You never know where a connection might be made. 100%. You know? And right. I have this great story. A friend of mine, I'm sorry, I just thought of this. Uh, friend from college, she was really miserable in her job. And then to make it matters worse, she got a speeding ticket and she went to traffic school. Do they still do traffic school? Yes. Like the all day Saturday thing? Yeah. It's online mostly. Is now. it now? Okay, yeah, I had to do it bad. once. It was a real this drag. Story, this story, I love this story. She <laughs> sat next to a woman who said, oh, what do you do? She said, oh, I work in such and such. I hate my job. And she goes, oh, what do you want to be doing? I'd really love to be doing something in nonprofit where I'm helping you know, make the world a better place. And I said, hmm, so my husband is head of this, I'm not going to name the name, but this huge nonprofit organization. A couple of weeks later, she has a job there. <laughs> nice. Traffic school. Yeah, traffic, traffic school. school. You can network places. in traffic school. You can network anywhere. So Literally start anywhere. Small. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's amazing. You just truly never know who knows who or who is connected to who, related to who. I was hanging out with a friend once and... Her friend comes over. We start to get to know each other. She is a fashion consultant. And but then she mentioned to me that she had a, a master's in nonprofit management oh, wow. and from a school that my dad taught nonprofit management. No I way. say wow. his Small name world. and she says, he changed my life. He told <laughs> me to follow really what my calling was. And now I am, uh, you know, putting together hats for women to wear at the Kentucky Derby. And so it's one of the awesome things. job. Yeah, right. It's right. Like, That's killer. Yeah. <laughs> and so you just truly know, never know, you know, who will influence who and where you can make yeah. these connections. And it's being open to that. It's mm -hmm. it's it. And it's when you're in these spaces and you're feeling that awkwardness, it's always nice to remember people are rooting for you in that space. too. So yeah, much. exactly. Right. Yeah. And so they want you to do well. It's not like you need to dazzle them and list off every accomplishment no. that you've, you know, made and, you know, all the AP tests you got fives on, but you need, mm -hmm. you know, but to, you know, they want to get to know you. And I think yeah. really, you know, half of kind of the networking skills is listening. Oh, listening. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. so much more interesting to, you know, we always say people like to talk about themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and that's how you're going to find the connection. They're going to mention something. Oh my gosh, me too. And there you go. That's your in, right? That's the same thing to where, yeah, it's, it don't, 
the other side of the spectrum, another thing that comes from like if being nervous in a social setting, you almost feel like you need to put on a show. Yeah. And you're like, here's all these cool things about me. Like me. I have all these cool and things. And in your head, you're going, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> and that's like you said, be a listener. Cause like you said, people love talking about themselves. So like ask them questions. Where'd you go to school? Who do you work with? What do you do? What's your favorite part about your job? What's the yeah. craziest thing that's ever happened to yeah. you? Yeah, right. All these kind of things people don't usually get to talk about. For the what part. are you passionate about? Yeah. Outside of work. What do you do outside of work? Yeah, yeah that's a great exactly. one. Exactly. And that's where you can find out and create and create these other opportunities because one thing that we are trying to do here at Bassif is create these networking opportunities outside of happy hours. Mm-hmm. Whether that be through our basketball league, we just concluded our second season and a return and uh, a lot of the teams would you know, play against each other and then go have drinks after and get to know each other and yeah and connect in some really authentic ways. And so uh, it is really exciting from you know, doing yoga classes together, uh, different wellness walks, that there are really incredible opportunities outside of happy hours mm-hmm. to connect. And volunteering. There are mm-hmm. so many fantastic opportunities for volunteer work, pro bono work through Bassett. Absolutely. Get involved in a section, get involved in a committee, just sign up for an event. But but actively participate. I mean, I'm just you know, it's not a one off. It's not go in and do the job and be done. But get to know some of the people who clearly also are interested in this same kind of service. You know, and it it seems like such a natural thing to do. Just like oh yeah, go talk to people. But there is sort of not a skill set. I don't want to say a skill set, but there's a strategy. There's a strategy, and I think skills everyone has, but Mm -hmm. it is it's hard to activate them. And especially when a lot of us have been staring at a screen for three yeah. plus years. Yeah. And and there are still ways to connect digitally and you know, but what Yeah, do you do you consider social networking networking? Like is there a you know, is there very are those two very different things? Are they related? Do they cross over? I think absolutely they can cross over. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's tricky. Yeah. I so you know, I do this work for Bassif. I'm a freelance writer, so I have all sorts of different clients and networking is Definitely. Well, it's built my entire business. Mm -hmm. I'm all referrals at this point, which is just the best way to be. (laughs) But I also am an author. Yeah. And I have to I have to find readers. And that's where the followers come in. It's a little bit of both. How do people find new books to read? Their friends recommended it. That's networking. For for you, for you, because, you know, doing freelance, that's the majority of freelance like that's how you get your work for the most part i have my experience with doing freelance work and a lot of it is running casually talking to someone like and mentioning what i do or referrals Mm -hmm. um what has been your experience with sort of utilizing networking and talking to people to getting writing jobs or you know opportunities within within what you do it's 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 100 percent how i get new clients and i don't have a lot of new clients because i have so many long-term clients i've been really fortunate no, I've worked my butt off. Yeah. <laughs> I give myself credit for that. Good, you but should. I, I will tell you, when I first started doing this area of work over 20 years ago, um, and I was starting from nothing, that's another story, yeah. another podcast, <laughs> I cold called. I called every publisher in the Yellow Pages, back Amazing. when we had Yellow Pages. And one of my clients, now friends, I got from one of those cold calls. I had several people, and you just... You know, there's so much power in the ask. And I think that's another thing we tend to be intimidated by. Oh, I don't want to ask him. He's too yeah. big. He's important. He might say no. He might say yes. You never know. You never so know. you ask. And if they say no, would you be open to this in the future? Can I follow? Yeah. And that's the same thing we talk about following up with the after meeting someone at a networking event. Mm-hmm. You know, do you have any opportunities right now if they're hiring? 
just making this up. Not right now. Would it be okay if I followed up with you in a month? Sure. Yeah. And there you go. They're not going to be like, no, don't talk to me again. again, (laughs) You talked about this earlier. I mean, the, most people want you to help, want to help. Yeah. They want you to succeed. And certainly within BASIF, the people I've encountered are incredibly generous and gracious and they're passionate about what they're doing and they want to share that. Great. That's right. Just get in on that. And like, even if it's something to where like you bring up, Hey, I do this. Um, I would love to do this for you. And even if the answer is no, you're still kind of on their radar. And then if yep. something happens to where maybe it's not, through them or through a partner or a friend that they know, you're at the top of their head. That's right. The exact thing happened to me. I do freelance photo and video work. And I there was a job I applied for. Um, we, Me and the person hit it off. We were great. Had a great conversation. They didn't go f- for me. They went with someone else. But we still stayed connected. We followed each other on Instagram. And then maybe a year later, they had an opportunity right. of doing this really cool job. And they reached out to me because we stayed connected. We had a great um, rapport. We casually said hi to each other. We liked each other's posts on Instagram and I was just in their mind and they gave me an opportunity a year later. Yeah. So like you never, it's kind of what we said, like you never know where these small little connections will yeah. lead. And if you maintain that, so th- this is really a fun lead in one of the people I talked to in the last couple of days, cause I wanted to get some more information about what is, what is networking like today? My brother, Kevin, just started a new job. He's a VP of sales for a big company that I don't even know the name of yet. (laughs) Uh, He got this job. He is now working with people who were his colleagues in one of his first jobs in his career 15 years ago, but they've all kept in touch. And it was a couple of different connections that put him in touch with this organization. And then he comes to find out that all these great people he'd worked with years ago circled back. And of course, they were likely to say, I hear he's applying. He's great. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. 15 yeah. years, 20 years later. Yeah. You never know. Well, I think that's why, you know, networking doesn't end when you yeah. know, the event is over. No, you know, it's exactly. the, that's why that actually those next few days are actually really critical because that's when you connect on LinkedIn. You just say, yep. hey, it was a pleasure to meet you. You send them an email. Mm-hmm. And so you can just create that connection and then stay connected because a year down the line, too, it really allows you to uh, you know, to actually potentially leverage that into something really yep. beneficial for, for both, both of you. For both parties, yeah. right. And, the, and you talk about like the, um, you know, ask them to connect with you on LinkedIn, remind them, hey, we had such a great conversation last night about, uh, you know, environmental law. Please connect with me on LinkedIn. I'd like to keep in touch. Done. Then also keep an eye on them. If they've got a, something that's posted, comment on their post. Yeah. Like the post. Just and just as that subtle reminder, hey, I'm still part of your sphere and I'm interested mm-hmm. in what you're doing. Exactly. You see an article that reminds uh, you of their work. Send it. Just said, hey, you popped into my mind. I, do this I, I just wanted yeah. to see if you saw this, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah we that, do that with our family and friends naturally, right? Right. So Exactly. Well, that's how Keep a, that in mind. a connection becomes a friend, too. Totally. I mean, if it's maybe yeah. – maybe you just found out that you, uh, you know, love goat yoga. And so you'll meet up later <laughs> I mean, and do goat yoga t- together to continue that wellness trend for networking. True. Yeah. That's true. The next the next episode we do, we're going to have goat yoga. And it's a, <laughs> or hopefully corgi <laughs> yoga. So or corgi yoga. Dog, so, Even better. We'll yeah. bring your dog in That's and we'll funny. have a good old time. Yeah. Wait, since we're talking about sort of these um, these networking sites, I want to get back something that I think makes a difference as you're going into these events. Maybe not the big, big ones, 
but let's say you're going to hear a panel of speakers and doing your homework in advance. Go check out their LinkedIn site and get, get to know a little bit more about them so you can ask informed questions and make those connections a little bit faster. Because the open-ended questions are fine, but if you can do something more specific, I think it's more effective. Oh, yeah. And that's really important. And the other side of that is make sure that your profile is up to date because they are going to look you up. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And make sure it's engaging and it's got some interesting things on there and keep that up to date. I think that's also, I go there all the time just to confirm where this person working and then go yeah. from there. Great, great practical yeah. tips. You know, keep your uh, social sort of updated dump after a networking event um like their posts comments on them mm -hmm. little things like just put an emoji a little thumbs up That's little right. things like exactly. that so easy <laughs> yeah. well and uh, i heard a story from a previous boss who went to a small reception with someone who i assume is just a black belt level networker black um, belt level. A, a marketplace's kai rizdal and it was about 30 people there and he knew everyone's name wow. of who would be there because he had gotten a Roster is he Santa Claus? Does he just knows everyone? I, I was just incredible. <laughs> I could barely remember my own name on a good day. He and he says, Oh, you know, hello, blank. But it was really one of those like just instantly creates that connection. And mm -hmm. that's just, great. Yeah. Remembering was, people's names goes such a long way if you're able to. <laughs> I, I'm not good. Thank oh, heavens. Yeah, I'm so bad tags. at it. My gosh. Yeah. I bet he hires someone to stand behind people with cue cards and he has their name. <laughs> or whispering in his ear. Like, what was it? Uh, Devil Wars Prada with her whispering yeah, in his ear. Yeah, there's right. That's exactly it. That's right. <laughs> that's the only way. That must. That's the only way he must be able to do it. Awesome. Well, I, I think that's great advice. I think it's a great thing to talk about networking because it's something we do, but don't necessarily talk about having practical steps on how to do it well. Yeah. Um, Kathy, any last sort of, you know, notes or things that people could take away if they had to, you know, if they're only listening to this part of the podcast right now? Mm. <laughs> Be curious. Love it. See, that goes that's back to Ted great, Lasso. That's a great place Be to curious. start. It really and is. always go into it with the mind of not what can I get out of this, but what can I, how can I pay it forward and keep everything moving? Love it. I think that's important. That's right. Well, and with and there are different ways to pay it forward as well yeah absolutely because there are so many diverse ways to network and mm -hmm. Bassif offers a fair amount of, from networking events to uh, our various uh uh to our various uh sections yeah. and um i i noticed too that you know i we hear from a lot of the younger lawyers too huge focus on wellness as well of yeah. wanting to make sure that you know they are able to thrive both personally and professionally. And yeah. that is something that Bass would yeah. really like to help facilitate. Yeah. Hey, I don't know if you know this. I think I told David, yeah. uh, I got my job with Bassif through networking. Did you really? A, so I moved up here from LA knowing no one, my soon to be husband, uh, except that doesn't sound right. He's not no one. Um, <laughs> and a friend of mine who I'd worked with at Disney, she's a graph designer. She said, Hey, I have this friend Ann Murphy who's director of communications, this thing called Bassif. And I think you two should get to know each other. Cool. And I came in for an interview Ann and I totally hit it off, but she took a chance on me. Mm -hmm. I am not an attorney. Mm -hmm. I don't understand half of what I'm assigned, which I relate fun because then I get to go <laughs> learn it. Right. Yeah, right. But had I just sent in a resume with my background, my experience in mostly entertainment writing, mm -hmm. I don't think I would have gotten, I wouldn't gotten off the desk. 
mm-hmm. but it was that personal connection. And I don't apologize for getting in the door through personal connection because I still followed it up with skills and experience and hard work. Yeah. But that absolutely opened the door for me. So again, you just, you never know where these relationships that you're building, what it might lead to and what it might help you do for somebody else. That's so cool. Can you say just a couple words about your time of doing entertainment writing? I didn't know you did that. That <laughs> yeah, sounds so cool. Sounds um, <laughs> oh gosh. So I would, uh, I worked for Disney home entertainment. I went through a bunch of different names while I was there um, primarily. And I would write entire campaigns for releases on VHS. Love it. And yeah. DVD. I still have a Blu-ray. box of Disney v- VHS Thank tapes. you for yeah. that. Well, if you flip it over, <laughs> the synopsis on the back possibly was written by <gasps> No. Oh, wow. yeah, Stop so it. it was fun. So on the I back of the VHS watch, tape, that was you? Yeah. Well, they wrote, the, the, wrote the little synopsis on the Stop. back. So I did That's most so of cool. the classics. I did a lot of the animated. And, so, and then I did things like I did all the um, Hannah Montana series, which made me incredibly <laughs> popular with my nieces at the yeah, time. It was 100%. so fun. Uh, I got to do some amazing work and work with just incredible people. Um, Is that such a neat Lionsgate did a bunch of stuff. So that's such a neat and like specific job, but it's something that it's, it's so cool and something useful, but people don't really think like, Oh, someone had to write this. Yeah. 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 My mom kept saying, can't you like sneak your name on the back? Yeah. So people know you did for sure. I worked that way. No. Did you have to like, so you would watch the whole movie and then you would just, just go off of of that so you would oh gosh it's that that yes a tangent, and, but. <laughs> um, you know there's some again like anything else it takes a whole team so you've mm. got the marketing notes what audience am i writing to mm, yeah. i wrote to parents of preschoolers and i wrote to people watching miramax films very mm. different audiences very different. very different language what are the key points we want to hit what are the things we can't say mm-hmm. what's the tone what's the and so there's all these these elements that have to go into the final product and then the back of the box is one thing but your billboard is something else 100 you know um and i would write all the components for that campaign starting out would be as many as 200 components by the time i was wrapping up my work there you know we it was a lot fewer but you know writing that little synopsis when you go and turn on your tv now mm-hmm. and it gives one line that tells you what this episode is back yeah somebody wrote that yeah oh yeah and it's such a per, it's such precise writing because you only have the tightest copy. Out it there. is, yeah. yeah. And it has, yeah, to, it has be to be super clear. You have to know exactly what mm-hmm. you have to get the character idea across. Counts. It, you know what? Character counts and word counts and deadlines are great. They're a writer's <laughs> best friend because at some point you just go, "It's good enough." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Done. Was there something from that job that you took into that you took with you doing more like articles and and mm-hmm. writing a book and like was there something? specific from doing that job that you're able to take with you or is was it just more practice more of those 10,000 hours of writing 10,000 hours there's a lot to that uh you know I always because I've always freelanced I've always Mm. I've had a variety of clients from big corporations to mom and pops if you will um everything most of my work now is website content Mm -hmm. and ghostwriting blog posts Mm. and things like that it's it's so there's just this wild range and i love that i am not writing the same press release every day oh man so i am constantly learning constantly curious there you go there it is and i think it is it is it's the discipline mm-hmm. as a writer you got to put your butt in the chair and get the work done mm-hmm. it's taking information from everybody involved you know, one of the things i'll say to my clients is what i'm offering you is suggestions mm-hmm. my picture's not going on this yours is so yeah. I want to make sure I get your voice, your tone, maybe elevated a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but ultimately it's them being represented on the page. Yeah. And I think just, I mean, Disney was so great because I was in this room with just not only the creative people in the room, but the generations of creatives who came before me. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite moments was uh, working on Bambi. I think I did three different releases of Bambi, which, you know, you look at it now and you're like, oh, I definitely have that VHS tape. But our our (laughs) art director was allowed to go into the archives and he brought in one of the slides that was a hand painted watercolor of a background. Wow. And I'll tell you, it's one of the most beautiful things I have ever seen. I bet. And and to be part of that history and that legacy and have that goosebumpy feeling and going, okay, I'm going to contribute to this. I'm going to introduce new people to this extraordinary film, this Mm -hmm. extraordinary work of art. Well, it's uh, I saw I heard a story about how Walt Disney was so worried about the success of Bambi because it was came out kind of during the tail end of the Great Depression, mm-hmm. and it was a real maker. Is that why film. the movie's so depressing? Uh, it's a real yeah, sad I movie. Really people <laughs> people t- <laughs> could really see themselves. And, yeah. <laughs> and he looked over and he saw Clark Gable crying and knew oh. he would ha- he had a hit on his hands. There you so. go. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's great. Well, and so um, another thing we want to talk with you about is, uh, I guess you can still say recent book. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, um, the... Uh, the Mother of All Dilemmas, which was recognized by Katie Couric Media yeah. as one of their 37 life-changing books you won't be able to put down, yeah. which also included luminaries such as Maya Angelou. That's great company to be in. Thank you. And so tell us a little bit about your book. It is a memoir with a message. Uh, and the story is that as I was getting close to 40 and still single, I was realizing that if I was going to have the children that I wanted my whole life, I always had this picture of how my life would be. I was to the point where I was going to have to do it by myself. Mm. And I, I did not set out to write a book. I was journaling. I was answering, trying to answer my own questions. Can I do this physically, financially, emotionally? And talking to people like, what do I need to know? Here we go again. This is, this is so my MO, who do I talk to, (laughs) to answer these questions? And, uh, the subtitle is, um, dreams of motherhood and the internship that changed everything. And what happened was I kept joking to people, I need to do an internship so I can find out if I really can do this. And my sister called me and they were getting ready to take a big trip to Europe. She and her wife and said, would you come babysit our 15 month old? for two weeks while we take this trip. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get to be a single working mother of a toddler. I'm getting my internship. And yeah. I thought- <laughs> It's a great way to look at it. I yeah. thought this is going to answer all my questions. This is going to send me clear on the path. It didn't. <laughs> it answered a lot, but it opened up more. Mm. And then in the writing process where the message part comes from is that as I, no spoiler, but I do not have children. Mm-hmm. It was a choice. It wasn't a choice because I feel like so many factors led to me not doing it. But at some point, you know, I thought I had this cute story and I was going to, I was going to have a miracle baby and have a funny, happy ending. Right. And it Mm -hmm. wasn't coming together. And an editor I'd hired, she read my draft and she said, you have more to say. I want to know who taught you that your only value in this world is if you are a mother, Mm -hmm. where did you learn that? And I spent the next two and a half years researching that, Mm -hmm. asking the question, what was, what were the social media, well, I didn't call it back then, but what were the media role models and who, who in my sphere taught me that these are the values that I needed to impose upon myself and how do I move beyond that and create a life 
a plan B or C or D mm-hmm. that helps me pass that. And that's what the story became. And um, yeah, I have I have readers all over the world. It just blows my mind. And um, it is memoir. I compete with people like Prince Harry and Michelle Obama and Barbara Streisand. <laughs> they have nothing on you, Kathy. Yeah, well, yeah. thank you. That's very kind. But you know, if you look at the book sales, I'm not I'm not near anything. I mean, but every single time I get an email from a woman who says you helped me, mm-hmm. that's all. I, that's it. That's that, amazing. That is success to me. That's so great. It's I very love that. Gratifying. That's really great. And I'm sure maybe outside of Michelle Obama, you're better networkers than them. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's hope. <laughs> what was that experience for you? Because obviously getting um, a book recognized in any sort of fashion, like what was it like for you to get recognized in that way, especially given that it's such a personal mm-hmm. story and a personal journey. Like what was it was it was humbling yeah. and thrilling. And the story is, is it's her uh Kitty Kirk Media has a daily newsletter called Wake Up Call. Mm-hmm. Um it's wonderful. And I subscribed to it and I was up early one morning and just you know going through the emails and it said 37 life-changing books you just won't be able to put down. I'm like, oh, great. Something to add to my list. And I'm uh-huh. reading through it. I'm like, read that, read that, read that. Lessons in chemistry, read that. Throw it. Wait a minute. That's my book. Crazy. So they didn't tell you? No. You just stumbled on it when no. you saw the newsletter? I had newsletter? no idea. <laughs> wow. And so, of course, You're I'm like, in... read that, read that, wrote that, read that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you just, you know, and here I am this, I'm this, I'm this just random person who wrote a very specific memoir and sitting in my little home office with my dog and my PJs, and there's my book on a national level. And so, of course, yeah. I'm going to wake up my husband, guess what? And he <laughs> says, that's great. Go tell everybody. Yes. Yeah. And so it just kind of blew up from there, and it was so incredible and gratifying. And then she comes out just before the New Year's of the best of 2023, and guess which article was at the top of the most popular articles 2023? Here we go again. Wow. That's great. I mean, it's just, it's, and it's, you know, it's so great. I don't have a marketing team. Yeah. I don't have a P I haven't hired a PR firm. This is not the way this works. So to get that kind of recognition and again, reach somebody who can be helped. Yeah. Because the international childless community, which I'm a part of mm-hmm. is huge. But most of these women like myself, we didn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. We kind of suffered in silence of I've lost my dreams of motherhood and I'm just going to sit here and feel like an outsider for the rest of my life. And now there are all these great Facebook groups and support groups and mm-hmm. women are talking about it. And there are other good books out there. And I am completely thrilled to be a part of that library of resources. That's great. Inspiring and great. Thank you. Because like those conversations weren't had very long no. ago. Yeah. I mean, I look back and I, I didn't more or less know now. when he, growing up, I didn't know anybody who was childless yeah we hung out with families that look like ours Mm -hmm. so this was never even a possibility to me well of course i'm gonna grow up and look just like this Mm -hmm. i mean i this is reminding me of even a movie i think from the 40s 30 seconds over tokyo um where it's a kind of a quick war movie but i remember watching it and there's a scene between a couple and they're talking about having kids and she says well it's something every woman has to do at some point and I'm just thinking how how just that mindset has been driven yeah. home so much. Like everything, media. everything in media tells you this right. is how you're supposed to. You're this supposed is just the be. way things are. It's quote unquote normal. Yeah, I hate exactly. that word. Normal needs to go out the door. 
one in four to one in five women in the United States will not have children. Mm -hmm. That is not a small percentage. No. And yet it's still, I think we've made some good progress. Mm -hmm. And I love that more celebrities are speaking up of either their difficulties in trying to have children mm -hmm. or their decision to say, you know what? It's I not have for a me. great life and I don't <laughs> want this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good for you. Good for you. We should all have that choice and that option and 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 mm -hmm. appreciate that we all bring something to the community. Yeah. You know, you think about your value isn't based on that. And the teachers and all the other people who are helping to care for the families around them. It's it's vital. It is. So that's great. I love it. My wife, my wife and I are five years into our marriage. And of course, everyone, everyone is like, so when you guys having a baby. Oh, yeah. So and like <laughs> and it's kind of, you know, it's not only media pressure but it's the people in your life it's, it's it's when are you gonna make me a grandparent exactly oh yeah. man oh that that's something that that my mother-in-law's toast at our wedding so <laughs> just, yeah. yeah at no. the wedding uh, oh at the wedding jumped right oh, in to grandchildren so. <laughs> and i i cringe and i hope that for the people who want it that it works out but Thanks. i know far too many people for whom it hasn't mm -hmm. and right. it's it's just let's let's just support each other that's right 100%. That's great. I love it. Just great. support each other. Be friendly. <laughs> That's be kind compassionate. Of be compassionate. Be curious. Yeah. Be That's curious. the theme of today. That's Absolutely. Love that. <laughs> awesome. Well, I think that's time. Kathy, that's great. Yeah. you've been an amazing first guest. Thank you. We very much appreciate it. I had so much fun talking to you. You too. <laughs> yeah. Thank and you so much for coming. Yeah. Thank you. That's it. Cool. Right. Yeah. Be curious, everyone. Yeah. yeah. Be curious, everyone. That might have to be the tagline for Legal Minds. I think so. Constantly curious. Constantly curious. We would like to thank our Leader Circle firms for their support of BASIF. The Leader Circle is a select group of law firms that have chosen to support the Bar Association of San Francisco through office-wide BASIF membership. By supporting BASIF's Leader Circle, law firms and managing partners gain unique opportunities to develop attorneys build brand awareness, and connect with other influential legal leaders in San Francisco. You can learn more about becoming a Leader Circle firm and BASF membership at sfbar.org backslash membership.